So a few months back, I created a YouTube video talking to you guys about how I actually stopped freelancing to take a full-time role as an in-house content lead. So I explain it in that video, but basically I took more of like a leadership role where I was hiring writers, managing writers, and I dissolved my freelance business completely and I let go of all my clients. And it was a huge risk, but it was something I felt I needed to do. It was something I was curious about. I liked working with clients a little bit more closely. So I figured it only would make sense for me to go in-house and join a marketing team. And as a lot of you know, I was a sales rep before becoming a copywriter. So I kind of reinvented myself as a copywriter. I was not in that world. I had never held a marketing job. So I had never worked in-house and never had that experience. So I really thought it was gonna be different. And it turned out to be one of the hardest experiences I've ever had. And I feel like in some ways I'm still trying to make sense of it and you know, see the silver linings. And I think eventually that will come to me. But on the whole, it was really tough. It turned out to not be the right fit for me. There was a lot of chaos within the company. I didn't respond well to the stress and I wound up leaving in less than a year. So that was a really chaotic time. And to be honest with you, my mental health, which was something I kind of already struggled with, plummeted after this experience. Like something about I guess working full-time and feeling the pressure and the change where I was living this really peaceful lifestyle as a freelancer and then switching to a full-time role again it just all kind of hit me and as I left the company I was super stressed I felt disappointed that it didn't work out and um, I felt like I was you know quitting and I was giving up and then there was obviously the fact that I was leaving without anything lined up <laughs> So there was also the fear about money and my income and my future and what was going to happen. And despite the fact that I teach an online course about how to build a freelance business, you wouldn't think it from the way I responded to the situation because logically I knew I could just get my freelance clients back, but I was so filled with doubt. So I'm so happy that I have people in my life that were really like speaking truth into me and encouraging me and reminding me of who I am. I think we all need people in our lives who are gonna say, no, 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 you can do this. You've done it before, you'll do it again. And you don't have the certainty you want right now, but you're gonna get back there. For some reason, I just it could not see it that way. So I was just, at, I was just in a really bad headspace, but I put my head down and I started pitching freelance clients on LinkedIn. So I wanna give you guys an update because that's where I was, I'm gonna say roughly three months ago. It's been two and a half months since I left and literally going from not knowing if I was gonna make enough money and how I was gonna get back to where I was, I wanna tell you where I landed. So in less than three months, I've made $14,870 freelancing. I'm currently working for six clients and I'm telling you this because I just did my numbers today because it's been such a mad dash and now I'm finally getting to look at my numbers and my invoices and see, okay, like, who am I working with? How much have I made? Because I've literally just been heads down. Like, you wanna work with me? Let's go, let's onboard. And it's been so chaotic. So 
I'm currently working for six clients. Two of those clients are blog post writing. One was a marketing consulting gig where I basically created a company's core messaging doc. I interviewed all the people in their company. One is a content lead consulting role where I basically review all of the copy that the agency is writing for them and I do some writing for them. So I'm kind of like a lead content writer in that. And then I'm doing like this old school article for a tech magazine where I'm like interviewing people and writing a story. I've not really done anything like that, but here we go. <laughs> I'm just like saying yes to everything. I'm also writing a sales deck for the company that I'm writing blogs for. So like all these random opportunities are coming my way that I'm not that excited about, but I'm just saying yes for the sake of getting my, you know, getting my head back in the game. And I want to share with you the things I've been doing differently that I believe allowed me to make this much money in a short period of time going from zero. It might not be the most money to everybody. People might be like, what? That's only about like 5K per month or whatever. Okay, fine. <laughs> but going from dissolving your business entirely, going from zero and then being able to get back to 5K months in less than two and a half months is is actually a feat in itself. So I wanna tell you what I did differently to kind of get those results. Amanda said, what made you go back to a nine to five? Yeah, it's so crazy to talk about because you know I really just thought it was the next level for me. I had the option to continue to write as a freelancer, as a contractor, and then I had a client say to me, we want you to come in and form our content strategy and hire writers and manage a bunch of freelancers. So. It was just kind of the, in my mind, the next level for me in my career. And what's interesting, and I said this in the past YouTube video where I talked about the experience, but it was kind of a faulty mindset in the sense that as a freelancer, the next career rung on the ladder is not necessarily doing what I did. I almost was still in that nine to five mentality of, oh, they're offering you this much money to do something similar to what you're doing with more responsibility. That means it's a step up. But actually, in some ways, it was a step down because I had given up my personal business and my entrepreneurial dreams to go once again, start building someone else's dream, which I was never a fan of from the get-go. So I feel like that's a whole, like I've been thinking about creating a podcast episode all on its, like, all on its own, maybe even bringing in someone else to talk about this topic. But like being a freelance writer versus being an in-house writer and like talking about the pros and cons because the steady paycheck was nice but I think that's literally the only benefit so I want to share with you three things that I'm doing differently that actually allowed me to ramp my business back up and start making money out the gate so number one I started keeping track of client outreach in Trello so that I could consistently follow up with people I was cold pitching this is insane that I didn't do this to begin with. It's insane that this wasn't in my online course. Now it's gonna be in my online course, so I can tell you guys. But to be honest with you, I got away with it in the first iteration of my freelance business because I was just pitching, 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 and then getting responses. And then I, before I knew it, I was making consistent income. 
Now I want it to be a little bit more diligent. So I created a Trello board. I want to put this in the course, record exactly how to set your Trello board up. But I basically am keeping track of everybody who I've reached out to and everybody who has responded to me so that balls don't get dropped. Because you'll see as you pitch people, you'll get an initial response and then it'll fall off and then your inbox gets so crowded and then you realize that you're kind of wasting time and spinning your wheels because you made traction with somebody but you didn't follow up with them enough. And follow up is so, so, so important when talking or when reaching out to freelance clients. Like don't expect this to just happen, you have to diligently follow up. So actually like creating a pipeline, that was terminology that we use in the sales world when I was a sales rep, you would actually be able to measure how close you were to the goal by moving opportunities through a pipeline. And that's what I'm doing in my freelance business now, which is so crazy because I used to do that in my former career. Now I'm doing it for myself in freelancing and I've seen like an explosion and I've just been so much more productive. So track who you are cold pitching is my big takeaway there. Second thing I did is I narrowed my niche down even further. Now this is insane because I was a B2B technology software writer in like the first iteration of my freelance business. And I thought that was niched enough, especially because there are people who are like, oh, don't bother niching, you'll be fine. You know, that's boring. You don't want to box yourself in. How crazy is this? So I actually narrowed down my niche even further. I'm saying no to even more people. So instead of just B2B technology SaaS, I'm B2B technology SaaS in the sales engagement space. So I am writing for sales and revenue focused audiences. You know, my background is as a sales rep. So I'm using that, you know, information and that, that prior knowledge. And not only is this making me more attractive to my ideal clients and the high paying clients that I want to get in touch with, it's helping me write so much faster. It's helping me feel so much more confident because I freaking feel like I know what I'm talking about and my clients are picking up on that confidence and that's evident from the way I just showed you that breakdown of now I'm doing consulting work and I don't have to be doing so much writing because it gets very into burnout territory when you're doing so much long form content. I'm not a huge fan of writing ads and short form content. So it's nice to take a break from like these massive eBooks and blogs that I'm writing and actually do just like some brain consulting work where my opinion is being valued and I'm getting paid for that. And I'm getting paid a really high hourly rate and it's recurring. So when you are an expert and when you niche down and when you are seen as an expert in a certain topic, then you can start commanding high rates then people will start paying you just for what you know versus what you can do which is the writing so I narrow down my niche even further I believe that it's making people respond to me much more often because they can immediately tell that I know what I'm talking about and that I can write for them so in a way I'm making it really easy for these clients to say yes to me and then very related to this, but number three, just talking about my services beyond just writing. So whenever I get on these discovery calls with clients, 
I am saying to them, and by the way, I can do this for you. It's not just writing. If you want to bring me on hourly, I will go and talk to people within your company. I will do this. I will do that. They don't always take me up on it, but that's not something I was really confident in even talking about in the beginning. I really was not confident to say, hey, bring me on for more. Give me more responsibility. I'm not just a blog writer. I'm not just an email writer. I actually can talk to other people in your company and help create content and help you create strategy. And the thing is, nobody taught me this. It's just something that I picked up and learned on my own. And that's what's really cool about all of this is that you can make yourself more competitive just by becoming interested in something and offering it as a service. That's what's really cool about being a freelancer and a consultant. And yes, you're not always gonna be an expert in the beginning, but you need to try. So I'll give you an example. So for this client I told you about before where I did their core messaging doc and I'm doing marketing consulting work for them, that all started because I read a book called Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller where he literally breaks down how a brand can create a landing page and create their core messaging, excuse me, in a way that is really concise. And I took what I learned in that book, I wrote up a little doc, and now I'm sending it out to people like, hey, do you wanna get clear on your messaging? If so, I can interview the people in your company, ask them this list of questions, and we can come up with taglines and your main value propositions and your pain points. This is not, first of all, this is something that people get trained in, they're called story brand guides, but I'm not investing in that certification at this point in time, but I self-learned it. I, I, I self-taught myself how to do this brand consulting and I'm coming in and I'm doing it for clients and I'm getting paid. So talking about what you can do and what you're interested beyond just writing is my main takeaway. And number two is don't be afraid to offer consulting or offer your ideas because a lot of the time your enthusiasm is really what matters versus how knowledgeable how smart how expert how experienced because that's what we think is like i need to be an expert i need to be experienced actually something happens when you convey enthusiasm and interest is that it's contagious and people catch on to that and they want to give you a chance and they start rooting for you so all of this to say is that I'm in such, such, such a different place than I was a few months ago when I was literally spiraling out, not knowing what I was gonna do next, regretting leaving freelancing, so overwhelmed at the thought of starting over again, even though I am somebody who gets online and talks about cold pitching, you wouldn't know it because I was so afraid. So I don't know, I think, you know, wrapping it up, maybe this was a way for me to empathize even further with my audience. Because the first time I went into freelancing, I think the night, the naivety of not knowing what to expect carried me. I didn't really know what I was getting into with freelancing. And something about doing it the second time, going from zero and knowing I had to build up, for some reason that was so much scarier. And I, 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 I don't understand why, because logically it makes no sense, but I, I think it comes back to the mental health aspect and like anxiety is a liar and these you know mental distortions will have you thinking that you can't do something that you've already proven to yourself that you've done so if you are having issues with your mindset and your confidence and all of that stuff 
oh my god i get it because it's such a mental game and unless you have your mental game right this becomes very difficult and that's a lot of what i talk about in my course about like confident call confident client call training that's one of the modules so that's where i'm at i wanted to share with you the numbers because something i'm really big on is just being transparent and not kind of like selling this as something that it's not like i want you to see these are the real numbers here's what you can expect do you want to start landing high paying freelance writing clients on linkedin i have a free guide for you at paidcopywriter.com just go to paidcopywriter.com and go to the free download section the link is paidcopywriter.com slash linkedin guide if that's easier for you but it's a free download that's going to show you step by step the steps wow that's a lot of steps step by step the steps <laughs> step-by-steps, a roadmap for how to use LinkedIn and get yourself properly set up on that platform so you can begin confidently reaching out to your ideal clients and build the freelance business that you've been wanting to build, becoming self-employed, becoming a person who gets paid to write for a living. Download that at paidcopywriter.com slash LinkedIn guide and I look forward to seeing you there. Bye.